It's part two of Where the Road Takes Me this evening, and as mentioned earlier, that road doesn't take me too far. From McSweeney Quay at the radio station around the corner to Weir Street and South Main Street to St. Michael's Centre, who've been providing not a wonderful service, but wonderful services, because there are so many, to the Bandon and surrounding areas. Their two main services have always been Meals on Wheels and Housing, and we'll hear about a new housing project which has already begun on Weir Street. But first, music, and it's been very much part and parcel of St. Michael's Centre since it started 54 years ago. Recently, I heard these two ladies sing at the Bereavement Mass in St. Patrick's Church here in Bandon just a few short weeks ago, and I thought, as did everybody there, that they were wonderful. So I invited them to sing for us on the programme this evening. So, welcome to Liz O'Brien on vocals and Angela Ryan on guitar and vocals. The first of two songs, and this one you know so well, The Black Hills of Dakota. Black Hills of Dakota To the beautiful Indian country that I love I lost my heart in the Black Hills The Black Hills of Dakota Where the pines are so high that they reach the skies above And when I get miles away from home I hear the voice of the mystic mountains calling me back home Take me back to the Black Hills The Black Hills of Dakota To the beautiful Indian country that I love And when I miles away from home I hear the voice of the mystic mountains calling me back home Take me back to the Black Hills The Black Hills of Dakota To the beautiful Indian country that I love beautiful Indian country that I love to the beautiful Indian country that I love Angela Ryan and Liz O'Brien and the Black Hills of Dakota and we'll hear from them before we finish at eight. But now let's meet a past member of St. Michael's Committee. Doris McCarthy is from Castle Lack, just outside of Bandon, and was involved with St. Michael's for many, many years. And she's been telling me how it all started for her. I became involved initially on Meals on Wheels uh, run, you know. A friend of mine asked me to, would I get involved? And I did. That would have been probably the late 70s. What do you remember about that time? I mean, everybody speaks about the wonderful people involved. Unfortunately, a lot of them now have since passed away. But a wonderful time. It was a fantastic committee to be on. They were all very friendly people. There was no fighting, no arguing. It was lovely. I suppose if I would highlight one person that I met through St. Michael, 
Nicholas Committee. It would have to be the late Anne Williams. One wonderful woman. She was great fun. She made life very easy for all of us. There were a whole lot of other people that I can remember, of course. You know, they're gone. But um, the committee is still running, which is good and going on for much better, bigger things. And having fun involved makes it easier to do than it makes it happier. Yeah, well, I recall Christmas Day. Christmas Day was a fantastic day in St. Michael's. Um, there was a huge amount of preparation of Christmas dinners, usually maybe delivering 60 to 70 meals around the town and surrounding areas, all done by volunteer workers with the help of the staff in St. Michael's. So it was, uh, Christmas Day was great fun for us. Like I mentioned the late Anne Williams, she laughed her way through the whole thing and kept us all going. You know, we were there mashing huge saucepans of potatoes, carrots, gravy, stuffing the whole lot. Everything was prepared there in St. Michael and it was lovely. My initial Meals on Wheels on Christmas Day was with the late uh, Cis O'Donovan up in the convent. But from there on it was taken over by St. Michael's and all done in St. Michael's in the house itself. That time, were you cooking in St. Michael's itself? Absolutely. Everything was cooked in St. Michael's. The um, turkeys would have been in the oven during the night, actually, ready for carving in the morning. And uh, we usually started quite early. We had carved and we got the meals ready. And then they were all delivered by volunteer drivers, sometimes with the aid of the Gardaí. You know, if if we were short of drivers, they would drive. It was great fun. It was great fun. And it was a lovely thing to be able to do for the the community. And what do you remember about the residents there at the time? Oh, there were some lovely people. They were all lovely. They were all lovely. And everybody who was there appreciated the facilities were very basic then by comparison to what will be in the new development. But uh, people were happy there. They felt secure. There was always staff on hand to help them. Not a big number of staff, generally, maybe one person or two. But uh, they were all happy. And there were some lovely people. Like if I mention one that stood out for me, it would have been Gary Black. Oh, Gary, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and his wife, Mona. Entertainers as well. Absolutely, entertainers. And we had some great entertainers ourselves too on the committee, you know, but like you say, they're gone unfortunately. Secure indeed because it was next door to the old Garda station at the time. That's right and the Garda were always on hand to help. They were very very good to us. Yeah. Yeah. The meals at that time they were for the residents but they were also for people outside as well. Oh yeah there was a meals and wheels delivery service every three days a week I think or four but it, it really was and it was a way of staying in contact with the people who were generally living alone and you know just having basic cooking facilities and couldn't cook, generally couldn't cook a meal for themselves you know so wonderful service it was a great service it's all voluntary things have changed dramatically of course and new projects and everything building etc you know it's all changed now and i've retired out of it so i'm interested very interested in what they're doing very interested and it's great to see it all going ahead it's fantastic Since St. Michael Centre began 54 years ago, Meals on Wheels and housing have been two of their main priorities. But down through the years, as demands for services changed and increased, there was no resting on their laurels for past or present committees. Roger Pearson is present chairman. 
the charity originally started back in 1969 and, and mainly was about accommodation and from there grew the Meals on Wheels and St. Michael's would be synonymous with the Meals on Wheels services and over the years we've added services to that so nowadays we provide what we call Digital Eye which is for training and education of people who may struggle with their mobile phones or with their iPads or with their laptops and now the communication for older people and for all of us is via the phone and via the internet. A lot of people just need a helping hand as to how to use their new toys that they've received either for Christmas or they bought for themselves. So other services we provide, we would provide a caring services. So this very much came to the fore during COVID where people were isolated, older people were isolated at home and we had a bank of volunteers who would have called these people out regularly on a weekly basis just to catch up on the news and just to see how they were doing. We also provide a music inside in our uh, centre on Friday mornings and Friday evenings with volunteer musicians and that always brings in a big crowd and, and, and great crack for those who participate, cups of tea and scones and all of that goes with that as well. And this presently we are underway with a new idea in that we now run a what we call our Sunshine Cafe on every second last Thursday of, of a month and this involves opening a cafe for people who have memory loss and, and early sufferers and late sufferers of dementia but also more importantly for their carers so that they have a place to come to for a couple of hours where we have beautiful old china laid out, we have music, we have hand massages and we have an area for networking for those who are suffering but also for those who are caring for them because sometimes the carers get forgotten about and it can be a lonely existence for them. So our hope is that what we do with that Sunshine Cafe and we would encourage as many as possible from the greater area to use us, we hope from that that both sides of the coin gain in, in, in the situation that they find themselves in. Meals on Wheels has always been a synonymous service with the people of Bandon provided by St. Michael's Centre. And you've heard Doris McCarthy speak earlier about the early days of Meals on Wheels and the Christmas dinner. But buying the ingredients, preparation, cooking and preserving the dinners in proper conditions on site was becoming costly. The board of St. Michael's now asked Sean Meehan to take a look at the service and how it could be made more cost-effective without affecting the quality of the existing service. And Sean Meehan obliged. When I came first, it was cooked in the kitchen and divided out, and so you had to have proper containers and the cost of that. Then you had to have particular types of cookers, and the, the cost hundreds and hundreds of pounds at the time. So then the board asked me to have a look at this whole idea of the delivery of meals and wheels. So I said I would. So I looked around, and I discovered that there were local people cooked meals. So you could get a ready meal, for example, in Little or Aldi or Super Value. And I said, you know, that's an idea. But then I, I can't guarantee how long they're cooked, how long they're on the shelf, and how long you know all of that it was the continuity or the connectivity that I think that I was kind of worried about so then I looked around and I discovered that there were two local businesses who were actually cooking on their sites subject to all the health board regulations so that removed that onus from, from St Michael's you know keeping it properly uh, in prop, cooking correctly and keeping it properly in uh, fridged conditions so I, I spoke to them and we kind of worked out a deal so that's how what happens now is Dan Maloney Dan cooks on site and is, he delivers the meals down to St every morning six days a week and what happens then is they're stored in proper conditions and then the drivers come around collect them and deliver them and the people pay for them on a weekly or a monthly or a daily basis whatever suits uh, anybody can ring at any stage and I'll give you the phone numbers in a minute um, just to talk to Mandy who's the, the receptionist all the St Michael's of course is undergoing huge renovations at the moment and um, because you know kind of Avenue Grove developed out of Avenue House do you remember the old Avenue House inside in the car park there yeah. it was kind of one long unit kind 
kind of a, a semicircular one and that concept where you had a kind of a shared corridor really is gone so what's there now is brilliant the, the individual units that are totally self-contained your own front door your own back door your own everything cooker so from that point of view so what's happening is they're developing the whole building in St. Michael's to accommodate further accommodation and also there's a lot of community involvement in there You know, you were talking there about past members and a lot of them are deceased. And I presume I'm right in saying that each and every one of them and today bring their own certain knowledge and expertise to the board and to St. Michael's. Absolutely. So over the years, the board would already existed with different skill sets. Now, when we ask and, and look for people to come on board, that's very much our focus is, is, is skill sets that are different from other board members there. So over the years, we've seen it right across the board from teachers to, to people in the bank, to doctors, to dentists to general public helping and they in their own way bring their knowledge and their their volunteerism then really shines through and St. Michael's benefits from that. Current chairman of St. Michael's Centre Committee, Roger Pearson. Well, when we did a programme on the charity shop Tarish Dock in Dunmanway last year, we heard Rose Kelly tell us that some people, living on their own in remote areas especially, would write to themselves so that the postman would call. Such was the problem with loneliness. Back here in Bandon at St. Michael's Centre, former president and now director Moss Johnson agrees. The loneliness must be must be the hardest part of all, you know. Um, and, and have anyone called at all... Um, no, we didn't, as such, I suppose, in hindsight, we didn't go to the community because we had enough to do, basically, to keep the place. Uh, you know, the building wasn't uh, very, very, it was old. That's the reality of it. And uh, it took a lot of maintenance and an awful lot of problems. And one of the problems, we had a system whereby we had 24-hour 24 24 care in, in St. Michael's. Now, there was only possibly one staff in latter days. And I, I must have slept there, I'd say, 50 to 100 times by night. And I was the care. But the fact you had to have somebody there. That was regulation. That was the regulation. Yeah. 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 So um, I used to sleep there by night. And, and uh, my little daughter used to give out the, the medicines. And in the morning, she was only 10 or 12 years of age. And I suppose if she did it now, she'd be arrested. But it was the wrong thing at the time. And it worked. And that about puts the finishing touches to part two of our programme this evening on Where the Road Takes Me. After the break, more music from the girls and more chat about exciting new projects in the pipeline for St. Michael's Centre here in Bandon. Rejoin me in a few moments.